Economics Radio is supported by Central Lakes College, Central Minnesota's premier community college. What would you think if I told you that economics is not just something found in the Wall Street Journal or on Fox Business? Economics is behind every choice we make. High school students use economics every day, usually without even knowing it. From AHS Studios, this is Economics, the podcast that explores the hidden side of high school. and salutations and welcome back to the best economic podcast in central minnesota the only reason i can say that is because this is the only economic podcast out of central minnesota so don't let my weasel words trip you up my name is jacob mccormick and this is economics in today's episode we'll be talking about the economic implications that our transportation decisions hold and I'll be looking closer at the cost-benefit analysis between riding the bus or investing in your own vehicle. So let's get to it. As a student at Rippleside, I almost always rode the bus to school. I have a lot of fond memories from riding the bus, like playing Super Mario DS with Darian, where it was an odd day if one of us didn't scream in agony over losing a close game. Or all the conversations I had with Nathan and Brett about everything from music and video games to yo-yos. Though as I aged into a middle schooler, I started to think about how great it would be to drive to school. But there was always a looming factor that I had always thought would keep me riding the bus throughout high school. And that was gas prices. Back then, gas prices seemed to keep climbing slowly. I remember at one point seeing gas at just above $4 a gallon. Hard to believe. (laughs) As a kid, I had just assumed that gas would continue to go up in price as I got older. Luckily it didn't, but... It got me wondering, at what point is it worth my money and time to start riding the bus? When looked at a price standpoint, the bus seems like the obvious way to get to school. It's an almost free way to travel to and from school. Yet, students rarely choose this option when they have the choice to drive their own vehicle. Why is that? We must remember that these students are getting their license at a time where a lot more is going on in their lives. Uh, These are the eldest students of our school, often partaking in the most competitive of extracurricular activities and by far the hardest classes offered here in Aiken. These two factors together can make a student's life busier than a bee's. This is where most kids will find that having a vehicle is most convenient and almost necessary. As a driver myself, I can attest to that, but as a result, I've had to get a job to pay for the various costs to keep my vehicle running. Most students that I know drive, also work part-time jobs. This time spent working to keep the car running can get in the way of homework, making life even more busy than it already was. So I drive a white 2004 Dodge Grand Caravan. Not the most luxurious or most manly of vehicles, but it gets me from point A to point B, and I love every second I spend with it. But since getting my license and inheriting the clunker, I've had to make sure I have money saved so that if anything goes wrong with her, I can get it fixed up ASAP. Just this summer, 
There was a mosquito in my van, and I instinctively swatted it against the windshield. To my dismay, the windshield cracked <laughs> from the top of the glass almost to where it meets the hood. This accident was understandable since the windshield had been weakened already by a few major chips in it. Do you want to guess how much a new windshield cost? It cost about $800, and uh, luckily my family went halvesies with me, but it was still a sizable chunk of change taken from my savings. Every two weeks, I fill up my van up, which usually costs me around $40 if the van is close to empty. This fall, my family invested in new tires for the van, as the other ones were almost bald. Four tires can cost around $350 easily. Vehicles require these things. They require gas, oil, brakes, tires, and shocks. The point I'm trying to make here is that owning a vehicle costs money, and money doesn't fall from trees. It takes students time to make this money, time that could be spent studying or hanging out with friends. These are some of the opportunity costs of having a job and owning a vehicle. But in economics, we know that everything has a cost. So what are the costs of riding the bus? Well, for starters, a bus can be long depending on how far you live. If you're spending an hour on the bus, then you're spending an hour not doing something else. A good way to maximize the use of your time would be to bring homework or a book on the bus, but we all know how loud and rowdy some buses can get. It can be impossible to even get your own thoughts straight sometimes. Otherwise, the bus would be a great place to work on homework, especially with the addition of Wi-Fi to go on some, if not all, the buses. Another cost of riding a bus would be to the freedom to, you know, be able to leave the school on the bus after 3.30. If you don't have a vehicle to call your own, it may be harder for you to get back home if you're always banking on a parent or a friend to pick you up. Which leads me to my next topic of the social side of owning a vehicle. Think about how demoralizing and embarrassing it could be to have to ride the bus. I personally see nothing wrong with it, but I could see someone getting flack from friends about being a senior that has to ride the bus, thus influencing more young adults into acquiring a vehicle. This social nudge could be hurting our youth financially if they don't need a vehicle to begin with. And what about all these trucks that everyone drives? I don't know about you guys, but I can't imagine that a lot of these students actually haul things with their trucks. Now, I'm not trying to mock anyone, because if I had the choice of driving a truck over the minivan, I'd definitely consider it. But as I see it, I don't think many of these trucks are being used to their full potential, and trucks cost easily more than cars do. So if you're not using the truck to do truck things, then what's the point other than social status? Think about the money saved if you were to avoid buying a truck to buy, let's say, a Buick LeSabre. That extra money could go to down-the-road car expenses or even college savings. I think if more people took the time to fully analyze the cost-benefit analysis, they'd ultimately be happier and have more money to spend on passions of theirs. I think if there's one thing you take from this episode, it's that transportation is an easy example of an area where people spend more than they must. And this can be applied to much more than vehicles and buses. What about the money the students spend on fast food or the time that's wasted on cell phones? All of these costs that aren't necessary and call for a benefit reevaluation. So I want you guys to think about those things when you come across this, these situations. Is it really worth my dollar? And is this $10 meal worth the hour I worked this weekend? So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this topic about school transportation. 
I understand that it didn't get too deep, but I hope it got you thinking more about the opportunity costs in your life surrounding how you get to school. I realize I didn't talk about walking or biking to school, but for many of us, that's not a valid option. If you feel like I missed something, please feel free to shoot me an email. I'd be glad to hear your thoughts on transportation. Next time on Economics, we'll be hearing from Sarah Cummings about the economics behind choosing a college. I'd recommend any students considering secondary education to go check it out. Thanks for listening to me on the Economics Podcast channel. This is Jake McCormick signing out. Have a good one.